You're tuning in to Past Hour Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Let's be great. Let's be great. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro center Dan Copen. Go rock this thing, huh? Episode 68. You were almost there, bud. Almost. We we almost held you off one week to to give you the big week episode. Uh, So episode 68. um, We've got Bud Norris. Who, powered by Squad Locker. Powered by Squad Locker. Has had a, had a long, long and illustrious major league career. And uh, following our episode with Jason Hamill, who together you guys have like 25 years in the yeah, league. Yeah, we're, we're on a hot streak of we're pitchers on a hot streak, right now. We're on a hot streak of major of, league uh, pitchers. Major league, <laughs> major league, not minor league pitchers, bud. So this is a, this is a big treat for us today, I guess you could say. Um, so Bud Norris on. Played for a bunch of teams. We got we were, we played with the Astros together for I think four years. He got drafted a year after me, um, and then you know we watched his rise to the major leagues. We watched his rise to being this great golfer. So number one, like congrats on a great career. Number two, congrats on all this after career golf. Number three, fuck you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, and uh, greatly appreciate. Yeah. Thanks for having. That's the interview. Yeah, we'll see you later. Okay, okay, see you later. <laughs> So what's going on, Doug? Uh, Doug, what's going on, Bud? Where are you right now? Uh, I'm home. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. So Tip, uh, the, one of the best things that ever happened in my life was getting drafted by the Houston Astros, as you know, and it's an opportunity of a lifetime to go play uh, professional baseball. And coming through the ranks with Houston, I got to hang out in Texas. Double A was Corpus Christi, as you played it for a little bit, but my Round Rock team was in Triple A, obviously in Round Rock, Texas. So. When I was in Houston for the for the four years, I enjoyed my time down there. Obviously, they were tough years to play there. But when I sold my townhome down there, I bought a house here in Lake Austin and uh, back in 2014, remodeled it. So I'm living that good life in Texas and uh, very, very happy up here in the road in Austin. And I see you're out on the boat on the lake. You're doing the thing like, I mean, it's tough being retired before 40. Like, are we doing any are we doing anything like other than just golfing and being on the lake or what's happening? No, same thing. I got I got some things up my sleeve. Um, you know, I won't give you the full sales pitch, but I'm working pretty closely with a company called Brainlet. Uh, the creator of Bluetooth out of Sweden has eight patents around a healthy light product. So this light Ooh, right here yeah, is actually that, yeah. Where do we find it? Where do we find it? We should probably Bra- get- Brainlit.com, or I'll have the links okay. in, in all my Instagram and stuff. But uh, truly. I'm working as kind of their MLB ambassador and, and working here strategically on the ground in Austin with the, some of the new commercial real estate going up. But this is, it's like bringing the healthy lights indoors. It's pretty remarkable stuff and excited to be doing it. What's the difference? It's higher grade than LED. It's called biocentric lighting. So Joe Rogan talking about it, Elon Musk talking about it, all these uh, high profile people are talking about how we go to an office space and we're not actually getting the natural light from the sun. So this light is actually a science grade, it's actual science biocentric lighting where we're getting that, keeping our circadian levels in, in sync. So it's your melatonins, your serotonins, all these types of levels are more regulated and we're just healthier people by being under a light. I could, I could like absolutely you, use one of these. Also, you could you, not, you want not, to pull your script away now or you you could take that down off the thing. It sounds a little <laughs> bit more chipper than we do. Yo, Bud has always had the big energy. He's a big energy guy. Like, you know, got a lot of energy on the field, throws an electric fastball, like, you know, clubhouse guy running around, causing trouble. Like, that's Bud's vibe. Right. So he's got the he's got the vibe for it. So um, I'm trying to think here. Where do I want to go? Where do I want to go with this? So you've got the picture behind you there. I'm, try, I'm trying to pick out the room. So you 
moved to Austin. You said you so you're in Austin. Is yes, there sir. a reason that everybody's going there right now? Uh, obviously, tax incentives are part of that. But truly, yep. Tip, uh, this is uh, the California of Texas, man. It's just a great diversity, great clientele. People, we're getting East Coasters, West Coasters, you know, Southerners. We're getting a lot of mix, and so it's kind of like you're going out and you're meeting somebody new, and then you, the secondary question is like, well, where are you originally from? You know, mm-hmm. and I've been here since 2014, so I've got a a little ahead of the curve, but man, I, I love it out here. The people are great. The scene's great. The city's thriving and growing like crazy. And uh, it's just a very positive place. I'm very, yeah. very happy here. You know, that's what I was going to say. You to me were always a California kid. Right. And I thought, you know, I, I you had electric stuff. So he, I knew this kid's going to be in the big league somewhere for some amount of time. And then probably back on the West coast. Cause you're a Niners fan, right? Like I figured you'd be a San Francisco guy or like somewhere in the Bay. Right. Absolutely. So you're, and that's, it's surprising that you're not there to me. Well, so that was the thing is when I, I obviously was in Houston for four years and when I got traded to Baltimore, I needed to figure out what I was going to do my property. So my dad's my financial advisor and he goes, mm-hmm. so where are you going to go? I was like, well, I'd love to come back to the Bay Area. And he goes, absolutely not. You know, I wasn't going to, you know, take the, take the loss on the financial yep. taxes in, in real estate. So he goes, what do you want to do? So I had a great idea and got some confidence from my mom to go find a fixer upper and remodel my house here. But you know, when it's all said and done, I can see myself ending up there. I, I do love the Bay Area. I'm a diehard Niners and Warriors fan, so uh, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun watching them the last couple of years. Obviously, the Warriors right now are in the thick of things. But um, I'm just – I am really happy here. I, I'm in a great school district. I definitely want to raise a family here and stay here for a long time. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe down the road I'll get back home. Right. But so I think I'm a healthy combination of both, and I got no ties one way or the other. What's what's going on with with uh, the Niners in the draft? We we're, this is a kind of like a little follow up draft episode. Yeah, we can do, too, we can do so. current and yeah. So do we yeah. like do we like where we stand this year for the Niners for you? I mean, we got Dan like, the Pats guy. How, how, how do you like Lynch as the GM? Uh, I love Lynch. I think former player has handled the business side extremely well. He's turned it over. Shanahan have done a great job. You can remember when we had you know four win teams with Shanahan under as a head coach. I think he's gone out. And work the system very well. Obviously, we're Super Bowl contenders and have played well the last couple of years. We've obviously had some, uh, you know, I guess you'd call it drama around the quarterback position with Jimmy G. And then with Rodgers and uh, Brady being potential options for San Francisco, who are both born and raised there. Um, so I, I have some good insight. I, I love the Niners. You know, we still don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. I believe he's probably maybe one more year away. You know, we need to get him some more on-field reps. I think that will copy. You'd say the same thing. On-field reps are different than anything in practice or OTAs or anything like that. So, but I, this, I believe this draft, they went uh, um, hands team specific. They didn't get a lot of offensive linemen. They got one defensive end. I think our defensive line was our first pick in the second round, but like I said, I'm, I'm a diehard. And uh, I was actually, I was in yeah. Vegas this last weekend playing in a golf tournament and I was hanging out with uh, our pro bowl kicker, Robbie gold, who is gold. So uh, we had Robbie, a great weekend Robbie, together. Hanging Robbie, out. Robbie was in camp with us his rookie year. Didn't, didn't make it through. Vinatieri was still there. Well, so then he, you had Kostowski. He ended so, up I mean, getting cut. I think he went to Chicago then forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, he was After there. that, maybe it took him a year, but he was in camp with this good dude. And yeah, you know, obviously great guy. Kicked, kicked for a long time now. And he's a golfer too, isn't he? Yeah, pretty good golfer. I think he plays about a six handicap. We played together on Saturday out at the, mm-hmm. the Green Celebrity uh, Tournament, which was a lot of fun. And uh, got, then we went and saw John Legend that night. Got a picture of John Legend after the show, which is cool. I, I was what about Debo? Yeah, what's going on with Debo? Because last week, I don't even know who did it. I think it was OBJ, maybe even put it out. People are he, saying he's going, he's to going, going to the Pats. Well, so here's the thing. 
what what Debo did last year is something that the league really hasn't seen. Obviously, I watched Terry games closely, but he was a dual threat running back and receiver. He was only in the running back slot because we had so many injuries at the position. So what he did was great. He fit into Shanahan's system incredibly. And obviously, yards after catch or point after first touch is what he did so well. And it was awesome to see it. But is that what he's going to be forever going forward? Are we going to turn our whole offense into the Wildcat? I don't think right. that's that's really up to it. We got to you know keep our system. But Debo, you're you're a slot. You're you're an X receiver. You're number one. So let's have you out there where you belong. So he was trying to force the issue and get paid as this dual threat. And I, I respect it from a, from a player side, but from the Niner side, it says, hey guy, we do things in in time. We're, we've done really well with our slotting and the way we pay guys out. If you work with us, we'll work with you. So I think they called his bluff, like they talked about. Let's just make them happy. Let's kind of let's let the water settle and, and have a great year. Just not think about this. Yeah, I mean, he, he's excited for the season. I think he is. Buds he was. I mean, he, he he was the guy who basically made that offense go. No doubt, your defense is is outstanding. You can't you can't mess with their defense. And when you got yeah. Trent Williams on the left side there, you just want to probably run behind him because he is a mauler. Who's the center out there? Do you know? Do you have like a center's club? All the boys nah, that played center, you know? Not a center. No. no. <laughs> was, I think we're all friends. friends. <laughs> okay, shake your hand after the game. And, yeah, you know, okay. maybe there's a follow on social right. media or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I should probably follow him. Yeah, or you don't have like, like an ID card. I'm in the center's club. No, yeah. we don't. Okay. We don't yeah. do that. Um, hey, you know who you'd be good friends with? You know who you'd be great friends with? Paxson. Yes. Yeah, wouldn't he? A like the, the same at California. It's it's a, Lonnie Paxton, he was a long, the long snapper with the Pats. He's, sort of, he's got the brands. He's wearing legends. He's got the what are the hats? What are the new? What are the hats? Merlin? 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 Melon. 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 Hats. Melon. He's like an ambassador for all that stuff. Do right? you like that's his? Like, deal. do you get the feel like when you meet somebody for the first time, and you're like, oh, where's he from or whatever? When you meet someone from California, do you just go, yep, you're from California? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'll even break it down. Is it SoCal or NorCal? I'm a NorCal guy. Yeah, that's right. a little, yeah, that's bit more, little more mellow. And the SoCal people are like, you know, they just give you those looks. So it's just different. But I'd break it down, NorCal or SoCal. They're also, yeah, all, they're also all, like, hot. <laughs> Southern Cal. Bud's on a glow up, though, right now. Because, you know, Bud was like like a, a box, a square. He showed you. Yeah. Had the raw, you just had the rock legs. You're in a glow up right now. I see you working out like an animal. You're trying to, like, post-career. No, 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 it's the lighting. It's the lighting yeah, it's in there. The light. He's trying to look good on the boat, on the lake, right? Is that what's going on? I don't. I mean, I think you'd attest. Doc Coleman, if you remember our our, our trainer for the Astros. Oh, I mean, we we all did the same exact workout. So I was a thick, bulky, <laughs> wanted to be like Roger Clemens, absolutely. But yep. now in my later life, I, I'm taking the CC Sabathia approach, where hey, I want to take care of my overall health and I want to live till I'm long. And he's really shaped up as well. So I'm just doing different stuff in the gym. I'd say I am probably more on a, a golfer regime now and uh, doing a lot of you know T spine stuff and, and stuff of that nature. But not not eating as much, not drinking as much, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm spending a little more time differently in the gym. I think yeah, I could do the first do. one. Yeah. The second one's tough. <laughs> not eating as so much. So what's what, what's a typical? Yeah, I no, I could do the not, eating. not eating. I think I could do the not eating. The drinking thing might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, you you worked hard. I to kind have those of. Drinks. I mean, that's kind of why I work out so I can feel like I can I could play for balance the tie. It. Play for the tie. Play for the tie. So what's a what's your typical day? Like obviously you're you're, you're in golfer mode. If this which, is this, which, this lines up with Hamill, which, we got a problem. Which which. Yeah. I want to know how to get onto these events or get into these events, but what's your, we'll cover that. what's your, we'll t- cover yeah, that. what's your typical day right now? Yeah. So I'm usually up around eight, eight thirty. I obviously don't have to rush to get out of bed and usually take my dog for a quick 10 minute walk to make sure she takes care of her business and come back, have a little breakfast, but I'm in the gym close to around nine 30, 10. 
get about an hour lift in, take my time down there. But then I have a couple calls. Like I said, I am working really, really closely and under the hood of Brainlet. Very, very excited about it and been having contacts with a bunch of Major League Baseball teams already and some obviously strategic partners here in Austin. But usually done with my work calls by two or three. Go check in on my girlfriend, see how she's doing. But yeah, then I go to, I run to the driving range, try to get outside, get some sunlight, get some, get nine holes in, work Don't on the short game. Don't lie to me. And then I have a nice dinner with my own cooking jump in the pool. Yeah. You know, it's a standard, standard Tuesday, you know? Two or three is this real, uh, the brainlit people are listening. I know that's why, but two or th- 1130, you're out there on the course. Don't, don't lie to me, bud. Uh, East coast I, I, time, West coast time. They're all different. That's, you know, true. That's, what, true. Yeah. that's true. So let's go with what Dan said and then we'll hit some baseball stuff too. But now you play in, I mean, you've always been a great stick. Always a great golfer. I knew that we played. So when we, I think you lived on the same court. Were you on North shore country club with me too? Like when we were in Corpus, wasn't it called North shore? Yeah, but I, I, I went out there to hang out with you guys, but I didn't live on that course. I was with Brad James, and okay. uh, we were blazing. We're at that house. That's right. That's right. That's right. They, they, they were in the <laughs> high rent district. No, they were. Weren't you guys staying with a family or something? <laughs> no, no. Like the family was supposed to be there, then they remodeled the house, so we were moving into a remodeled house. And I lived in the shack in the back, about my AC right, unit. Right. I mean, we went to Walmart. And we got robbed at the Walmart like our first weekend in town. Yes, truck got ripped into. That's the wrong guy to rob, by the way. Brad would have killed him and buried him in the parking lot. <laughs> That's the wrong guy to rob. But I forgot about that, that you guys got robbed. That's yeah, funny. like first weekend. You know, you went to Walmart yeah. and you come out and someone got into the truck? Oh, what yeah. they, what they 30 minutes for everything. Like we just got from Strange Chain. So Chip knows you got, we left Florida. We drove all the way to Corpus, you know, whatever, 15 hours. Trip. Trying to get to the hotel. Like, let's go to Walmart. We need the essentials. You know, we jump in there for some soaps and this and that. We come back and they took everything out of the backseat and the trunk. They got the hood open. We're like. So they got all their their clothes and personal belongings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff. I forgot about that. So I got screwed in that whole thing because I was still in extended coming back from my elbow the (laughs) second year. That was Bud's first year there. And um, so I was about a month late. Like, you know, once I was fully out of you, weren't ready. You weren't ready. Weren't ready. So I, I drive out there. Everybody's got all, all my guys have, have their places to live. I'm like, okay, like, all right. So who's available? Eli, <laughs> Eli's, yeah, Eli's like, dude, come live with me. I'm living on the golf course. I'm like, all right, like, cool. You got an open room. He's like, yep. I get there. He's like, it's like five grand rent. Oh, I'm God. like, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I got back charge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first I, few months I, up front too. Oh yeah, it was it was like uh, it, it was expensive. I remember, but it was right on that course, and like we'd wake up. How hot was it there? It was it was blazing by ten a.m. So we would wake up. I think I told this on one of the episodes before at like five thirty or six, and go play golf. Like by the way, we went to bed at like oh, two. Just yeah, I yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we take a nap, go play golf while it was still kind of cool outside, and then come back and sleep until like noon, and then go to the field. So it was like we were playing golf in the middle of like bedtime. Yeah, but I mean that, that but was the time you could play where it wasn't hot. If you, you tried, shit if you tried, I mean, how many how many games in Corpus, but do you not even have BP or like anything outside because it's so hot? It's it's so awful. I mean, it, it's a great place, love the city and love the people, but it's like a hair dryer in your face constantly yeah. from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And you're right, we weren't outside for BP because we had games at seven o'clock. It's like you're gonna be drained, you're exhausted, you're dead. You, I yeah. mean, I don't care how much you hydrate, you're dehydrated after standing out there for a couple hours so dad he i used to i remember i'd stand under the calm down in the winter 
I would stand under the shade of the foul pole. I'd go find the shade from the foul pole. <laughs> yeah, it was, dude, and, and like just that sun bit. would just bear. It was like the hottest sun ever. Where you'd be out there, you'd have like I remember we always used to use bullfrog um, uh, sunscreen, sunscreen. Too. super sticky. So we'd put that on, and it would be like sizzling on your arm. It would be like it was cooking it. It was so hot. So I would not do well there, you is not. what you're saying. You would be burnt to a crisp. Because <laughs> I, I don't really get tan. It's either white or red. Yeah, it, you would be burnt to a crisp in that place. And oh. then, I mean, we had a pool out in um, right center. Like, that was, like, where fans could ha- rent this pool or whatever. We'd run laps. I remember we used to call them, like, bow and arrows. you run around the outfield and then through the middle. And then when you were done... Like, I would just have my shoes, shorts, shirt on, jump right in the pool, get soaked, walk back to the clubhouse, and then just hope we didn't have to go back outside. It's kind of nice. So I many, like the pool. So many nights. But Bud was always a starter, too, so he knows these stories. And he's been in the stands plenty charting. What a murder feel, baby. Oh, man. We were in that, f- and you would be so hot out there. This is where I learned to wear the least amount of clothes possible. So if we went in and changed, and I was in the dugout wearing a uniform, literally, I'm not even kidding. No underwear, no sliding shorts, no socks. Just baseball pants with a jersey. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> because you were so hot. You can't do that with white pants. Oh, no, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you just yeah, don't move. Just not allowed. You just don't move. <laughs> you just stay there. Or if we're in the stands, I remember just sitting in those seats, dude, and just you'd stand up. And, like, you know, the hot plastic seat. Yeah. You'd stand up. Your whole back and ass would just be drenched. That must, I mean, drenched. you guys must have not wanted to chart. It must be worse than the stance. It was the worst. Yeah, you're in jeans was, and a collared shirt. Yeah. We had rules for what you had to wear. You could yeah. wear, wear a collared shirt. Oh, oh, we had to be dressed oh, yeah. up. Awful. Yeah, no flippers. Yeah, yeah, so like you're out there, you're like wearing sneakers, like, or whatever. Like, oh, it's just not, not. I mean, we, we sweat in this room. Imagine sweating down there. It was the worst type of sweat you could possibly have. Yeah, don't send me back. I don't want to go back. No, we don't. Um, and you escaped, which is great. You escaped from there. You and you pitched. How many years total in the big? Was it like was it nine? I got ten seasons, but nine and a half years service time. You got the ten. Apparently, that's ten the is, magic ten number. Is the magic. Dan's been learning all about the difference between NFL and MLB and all this. I'm at like ninety five percent, so I didn't get the full full ten. I got ninety five percent. I'm that close, but I might go pitching coach one day. You know, get back out there. Yeah, you right. You need like six months extra year. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. just you're good. Just go to go to uh, spring training as a pitching coach for six months. Call it a day. All right, let's get back. I got one. So these Mm -hmm. baseball uh, experts or whatever scouting Mm -hmm. within the team, number one, number two, number three prospect prospects, right? Rated. Mm-hmm. You're the number two prospect, apparently, because Max gave us some wonderful intel. Yeah, he's a beast. What is, what does it, what, what's it like to be the number two guy? I mean, number oh, one. Like, who's you know number what I mean? one, by the way? Who is, who's number one, and what's the difference? But, like, I mean, if you're number two, they got to be treating you a little bit better than, you know, some, somewhere. Well, I mean, hey, it's easy now. I was there for a little while. <laughs> but there's got to be something different, right? Like, yeah. uh, Well, no, so one thing is we, we go to, like, elite camp. So, but now we're at elite camp one year. So that was that was probably my demise, is the way I look at that. But it was a great time <laughs> because I went thinking like I'm going to be mid fucking season form at this thing. This is like with Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens. You're at Minute Maid. It's probably what 
eight or ten pitchers, bud, and then maybe eight or ten position players. Yeah, like yeah, twenty total guys, all minor leaguers, and they get basically on field instruction from Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens, the head coach, you know, manager. Uh, was all the cool. managers. Is it right before spring training? It's like no, it's a few end of weeks. January. End of January, yeah. and then okay. again, spring training is like mid February. But for minor league guys, we don't get there till like March first. So this is a right. little before. Early. Yeah, so it's early. And then I'm going into that like by the time I get there, I want to be like fucking mid season, right. <laughs> like because this is like everybody's there. So I pitched a hundred or about two hundred innings a year before, and then I'm pretty sure I just kept throwing. Because I was like, I wanted to just be tuned up for this thing. And then the next year, I blew my elbow out in spring training. So it wasn't great. But great time there, though, bud. That's a fun Absolutely. camp. Yeah, great right. camp. I mean, it was a great idea. They only did it a couple of years. But, man, it's it got us in the big league team, as you remember. It got the bullpens mm-hmm. on the big league field. It gave you an actual taste. So when I even when I got there, I was like, man, I've actually been on that field. It just gives you that extra ounce of confidence to, yeah. to go out there and pitch. Who was who was it number one? Was there any who was a, a bigger arm than you when you were there? Say double think, A. I mean, it, it's position players too. So I think honestly, right. you remember right. it, it might have been like, Castro. Does it, it might have been Castro. No, it was, it was like Max Sapp or Ralphie Enriquez. Oh, one of the wow. high school guys in front of us. Yeah, yeah. We heard does it put more of like a trade target on you? That that's a big part. Of, yeah, it's, it's, you know what like, I mean. It's like, 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 if you want to go get somebody, it's like okay, this is our number two guy. Yeah, it costs you like. a lot. Yeah, yeah, that does. What it's it really a, does is it gives you it gives you more sand in the hourglass. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like all right, after a year or two in the minor leagues, they kind of have some guys and they have some statistics on them. So it's like yep. this guy's now. I was a six rounder, so it wasn't super high, wasn't super late, but I I had labeled myself and got some credibility. So now that I was a number two, they're like, all right, we got to keep him around a little bit longer. You get more sand in the hourglass. Right. To, get to AAA, get to the big leagues, and then you might be up and down a little bit as the game is played, but I never went back. It's just – it gets you a little bit more time, basically. That's it's a good way sense. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, it, it, it buys you time if you have those off years or an injury. One thing that we went through, though, um, we went through a few different changes in, um, in, at, in the brass level, right? I mean, so when I first got drafted, it was like Dewey and then another guy, all in like the pitching coordinator world, different GMs. Right, that's tough to live through. Sure, I, I believe so. That. Like, if you live through it and you get to the bigs, that means that the people that drafted you aren't the ones that ended up getting you there because they brought in a new regime. Right, you're right. You were right in the Correct. core of that. Correct. So. Yeah, it was, and it was. It's hard because you're trying to impress somebody, and when you get a new regime, they have different focuses. You know. So I remember yeah. when Dewey came in. Tip, you'll love this one. I was in Low A, Lexi Legends, and I has off to a great start. And he goes, you got too many walks. And I go, well, what do you mean? I got like a 2-5 ERA. I'm taking eight starts in this thing. He says, I want you to go out there and throw as many strikes as you can. I don't care how many hits you give up, how many runs you give up, and see what happens. So I think I threw like 101 pitches. I think I threw like 65 strikes. I think I struck out 11 but gave up like eight runs. You know, so I was like, I was getting blown up, but I didn't walk anybody. So yeah. I was like, that's what he wanted to see. That's what they want. That And same thing, because I did what he wanted me to do, I got that. They basically were like moved me to the next level. I went to the Hawaii yeah. Winter League that year stuff of that nature. But here's the one that I hurt me the most is by the time I got to the big leagues, how many catches do you think I saw in four years? How many, how many guys were under center? Do you think I had in four years in the Houston Astros system, big leagues from 09 to 13, when I got traded. I think yeah. I had 14 yeah. different catchers. Yeah. So how are you going to learn pitches? How are you going to get, how am I going to get better? If I'm, you're always resolving revolving door of a new catcher too. So that may be very challenging yep. for me to, to do my job at the big league level. So it hurts some guys too, for sure. 
Yeah, and we and we've talked about that before. How important the catcher is, like, because you you asked that early. I believe on. it. Yeah. I think when Reed was on, maybe the first episode, you're like how <laughs> does he know McKellar? Yeah, we had McKellar on, and McKellar on a couple times, and he was, uh, he was <laughs> yeah, McAlele. We we got some stories from him, um, but it, we we talked about the catcher and how you're like that person kind of calls the game. We're like absolutely until right. you get a lot of years in, like Bud was there with it, where he probably is maybe shaking somebody off because this is my game, some. Maybe. Is that right? I mean, or are you trusting the catcher all the time? Well, I think now in today's game, you have to have, in my opinion, you have to have some idea what you want to do and how you want to attack guys. And I think in the, in the heat of the moment, the third at bat, that's when you want that extra ounce of confidence from the guy behind the plate. Because if he's seen yep. something, some adjustment the hitter's made, and if I can get that information in between the innings or he can relay that information to me, that third at bat's more important than the first, technically, sometimes. So having that extra vote of confidence. But you're right. The first couple of years in, you're learning. Like my first two starts, I won, or three starts, I won with Yvonne Rodriguez. I had Pudge, Hall of Famer, and then he got traded. So then I went to Chris Coast. Well, it's easy to listen to Pudge because the guy's been doing so long. And yes, he was very fastball happy, but I had a great fastball. So it gave me that confidence just to dot the glove, let good things happen, got some ground ball double plays and, you know, stuff of that nature. But then when Chris Coast gets out there and he's trying to, you know, more slider happy, a little more change-ups, kind of mix and match. I was a power pitcher, Tip. You knew that. I wanted to bring everything I got with power. So trying to find that that dial was very, very challenging. And, and, you know, what you have to work. You have to massage it a little bit. And so having confidence of the guy behind the play is, is huge. And that's what I'm saying, more late in the game than it is kind of early. That's why building that regime, like having Yachty, my last year as a closer, he had information. He'd run out there in between that bats. Now he can't do it as much. He's like, no, this is what this guy's done today. We're going to stay hard in on him because he can't get to it. He's, he's got a slow bat today. So you're like, boom, that extra – that vocal confidence, you're like, let's execute. Let's have good things happen, you know? Or you need that catcher. You need to hear this for how the much, betting. How much? Like, hey, whose bat's slow today, bud? Send hey, me the info. By the way, when you go back to the dugout, <laughs> text tip and let them know what's yeah, coming. We're going, we're going <laughs> big on the under under what? one runs in the uh, how many? Back how, much, how much of the signals come from the bench to the catcher at all? Or will he look over and, like, check it out? The only thing that's come from the bench is controlling the running game. There's runners on base. The manager is trying to control the guy from stealing second or stealing third. So they want to position our defense on it, but they're not really calling pitches. Uh, the, okay. uh, some managers might suggest a pitch, but that's very rare. Like one out of like okay. 20. This is on the uh, catcher. And the, okay. Yeah. Good job, and the man. catch, that's Study. the work. We That's the relationship we have. Like we have big, huge pitching uh, meetings before. We have hot and cold zones now. We have first pitch tendencies, all that stuff we have. So same thing, I better do a little homework before the game and, and see how I want to attack somebody when I get in there. But, yeah, you, the catcher is calling the game. He, he should have a good idea. You're, three games set, four games set, he should have an idea. Have you seen this headset thing going on this year? What's going on with this thing? What is? Wow. What are they talking about? There's no, like that, a headset. It's, it's pitches. Oh, it's bunt defenses. Oh, yeah, it's it's nuts. It's, it's, nuts. Getting a little, it's getting a little much. Is this getting a little much or does this make sense? No, it's getting to be a little much. It's it, Once again, we're trying to change a game because electronics are getting better. But at the end of the day, this game's been around for 110 years. And let's just let the guys on the field figure it out. You know, so I don't like it. It's obviously bringing another element. At the end of the day, it's baseball. Just go play it and be free and make it a natural sport. Like, that's what's cool about it, you know? And we play the balls and play. You play, you play 162 game. games. Everybody relax. I almost want to be like, relax. How do we, we feel? Relax. How do, we, how do both of you feel about the pitch count? That was up for in the collective the, bargaining the, this the, year. The I don't think they did. Count, and the pitch clock, too. I the mean, pitch all clock. this stuff. The, the pitch, pitch clock. clock. The pitch yeah. clock. Do we I, like the pitch clock? I pitched fast, so I, I wouldn't care. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Well, you were pretty quick, too. I was. I, I mean, I tried to slow down. Like, that was my attempt, truly. Yeah. 
copy because it's like when you're out there, every pitch, there's so much on it. You just want to make sure you're in the best mind frame and tension free and positive, you know, glass half full. So when I, I don't mind the pitch clock idea, it needs to be, it has some, some massaging to do as well. But I think it has to go on the hitters too. Like they can't keep taking their time. It's right. the whole point of the pitch clock is for Major League Baseball to get games inside a three-hour window so that it can go to the next TV program. We're at like the three-hour, 12-minute mark. So they're just trying to save little fractions to save minutes. And so there's a lot that we could all do together for sure. But um, the clock's not necessarily the problem. The fact that we're trying to make strike guys out, like they gave, they struck a guy out the other day in, in the minor leagues for strike three because he could, took two feet out of the box. Like that can't happen. You can't change the outcome of the game because of a, of a shot, you know, pitch clock or a hit clock. Yeah. So it's still got some massage to do, but I'm all about picking the game up. We want more action. We want more balls yep. in play. You know, I could give oh, you the statistics, yeah. you know, back yeah, in the learned, start, uh, real quick. Yeah. Back in the day, when I got in the league in 2009, they said some 26% of the balls in play were, you know, were not, it was 26 of the plays were a walk, a hit or a home run, right? So now it's like a marginal 33% or a walk, a hit or a strikeout in the home run. So it's just like, it's just gone so fast. You don't get, you don't get web yeah. gems. You don't get ground ball double plays. You just, those plays aren't happening as much, which is slowing the game yeah, down and right. making it boring. You're right. And we, when we talked to Hamill the other day, it was, uh, we were laughing because what were we saying about uh, the, the pitch, the pitch clock? And there's no, um, I'm losing my train of thought on it. I had it, but we were talking about, Fuck, I'll think of it. It'll come to me, bud. You made me lose my thought. I'll think of it. I'll write it down next time, yeah. bud. Damn it. It was a good Ma- thought, Max too. Max can probably look it up. No, it's in my brain. You can't get it in the brain. Um, hey, so best city to play that you played for, but then also that you traveled to? Because we've heard a lot, of different, a lot of different answers on this. So, And you were with, what, six clubs? Seven. Why do why do you guys get traded so seven much or go to something? Hamill was on like seven or eight clubs too. Oh yeah, he had a long. I mean, all these. They, it's why do baseball players three year deal? It's lucrative stuff. Why do pitchers move around so much? It seems. Well, I mean, same thing. He got traded a couple times. I got traded twice. So I got released once, and then had to sign as a mile, you know as a free agent. So some weird stuff can happen, but. Um, you're a commodity, and and when a team's in a stretch, and you're going to get sometimes Tim understands like the trade deadline's July 31st, but the waiver ad deadline's August. So it's like, man, if I can go get that guy as proven veteran and get him for a million bucks left and see how many innings I can get out of a guy, you need a spot starter or a good seventh inning guy. That's how you do it. You really are trying to put build the chess team, you know. So that's why it happens at the end. And you're not getting traded in April. You're getting traded in July and August for for contenders, and then they'll get some minor league pieces in, ch- in exchange. <laughs> that's mad. But I mean, said, that but contract's still guaranteed. But the tip understands that. Actually, no, I don't. I would have loved to have understood <laughs> that in the middle of the quick hit cash. That would have been great, bud. Uh, so, so with – um, yeah, you play for a lot of teams. You've been on a lot of teams that you lift, right? Like so – Orioles, Padres, Braves, Dodgers, right? Angels. Where was the best place to play? I don't necessarily mean all or just don't think of just organizational people, but like living, stadium, fans, go out to dinner. Food. Right? Food. Dodgers. Dodgers. You're you're in Hollywood, bro, and they treat you like royalty. So the best story I ask is like, hey, I'll ask somebody, what's the best live music venue you've ever been to? And I'll say, wait, I'll go first. And I'll say, well, I got traded to the Dodgers in 2016. It was Vince Scully's last season. So Vince Scully's final request was to the Dodgers. And they said, well, what would you like? He goes, I would love a private show of Fleetwood Mac. 
So we had center stage, Dodger Stadium, blue carpet affair with no more than a thousand people watching Fleetwood Mac at center stage on an off day. I'm just sitting on a couch next to Clayton Kershaw and his wife watching Stevie Nicks just absolutely get after it. And I was like, how do you beat this? How do you absolutely beat this? So Dodgers, play for the Dodgers is, is something else. The the media light, like for me, and then being in LA, the restaurants open up, the the charity events open up, just like the golf events open up, just a lot more opens up for you. And and you got a like a real life, nice life buzz, which I appreciated. Um, and obviously playing in Chavez Razine. The place is loud, the fan base is there, they're there every night. You can't not hear a Dodger fan. You know, they're loud, they're bolsterous, yeah. and I love them. Uh, but favorite ch- cities to travel to were definitely Chicago. Obviously, yeah. I love going and playing day games in Wrigley. You can't beat it. And even going over to Southside playing the Sox is pretty cool. But you're in Chicago. I love that city. But the one that I love the most was Toronto. Getting up to Toronto, yeah. it's an extremely green city. Great restaurants, great people, great buzz, um, and good walking around, Little nice little parks. And I'd bring my dog up there and stuff like that. So Toronto is definitely another great city I really enjoy getting up to. Any um any Red Sox or Yankees, um, like was it ever on the table for you to go there and play? Uh, I mean, yeah, one of the we're in New England. Yeah, I mean, this year, is thing up here, right? I was uh so honestly uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's a he's a pitching coordinator for the Red Sox now, and he used to pitch in the in the big leagues for a while with the Kansas City Royals. It was like Butterfield or something, but he called me. He goes, "Hey," and this was after my season with the Dodgers. I was, uh, I, they kind of did both. I started in relieved and I signed non-roster with the angels, but I almost signed non-roster with the Red Sox because they gave me some of these statistics saying, Hey man, if you go to the bullpen, that cutter, you got's really a weapon. It's really something you should utilize more. So once I heard that in the phone call, I kind of took it into my spring training. I definitely made the team out of camp and I threw that many more cutters that year because of just great advice I got from Butterfield. I believe that was like Brian Butterfield or something like that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> super helpful. Like I said, when, when somebody is when somebody's seen your you know body of work for so long and then he gives you something like that that you can use and like I said it's a former big leaguer you're like wow so took that information and, and used it in Anaheim but I, I wish I had used it in Boston for sure got it um I, we always like a food question so and 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 we know the game you know you go to the best places that you can possibly eat in every city why wouldn't you you should try to do that what's the best meal you've had ten years ten That's years so right yeah I mean. Do we have a meal that you just like, we're like, this is it. This is the meal for me. The one that oh, blew Brian, me away. You're right. You're right. Brian, Brian Butterfield. Butterfield is from Maine. Born in Banger, Maine. I told you. God damn it. I'm right all the time. <laughs> all right. Where's the meal? Where's the meal? The one, the one that stood out for me, uh, I was two years in the big leagues and we got to go up to Seattle and I'm, a, I'm from San Fran. So I love the Pacific Northwest. And uh, one, an old teammate, Tim Burdak, if you remember him, he took me to a place called Metropolitan Grill in Seattle. And I love a great steak, but this was phenomenal steak. I mean, the, the plate was one of those huge oval plates. You know, you get a 24-ounce bone-in ribeye. You get all the mashed potatoes and the salad all one plate. It's like falling over the plate. They don't care. They'll come over and sweep it up. I just that, – that grill, that place, Metropolitan Grill Seattle was the first one that I blew me – blew my doors off. But oh, no. I love going to right. Ch- Chicago Cut in Chicago is another incredible spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but truly, the other meal – I hate to say it, New York City, you get a place, an Italian restaurant called Carbone down in Meatpacking. Uh, it's a pretty special spot, too. Plenty of spots. Plenty so basically, of spots there. pasta and go? steak. You just went to Bond, right? Where'd I go? Didn't you go eat somewhere in New York? Come back from the Derby? 
No. Oh yeah, yeah. Last year. Yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, zero bond. Yeah, it's like that's a, a spot. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like a, Brady, a members club though. Brady, I know, but like I mean, Bud can get in. We can get. Oh Bud yeah, in. zero yeah. bond, zero <laughs> bond. He actually, he, he opened up another place too. Forget the name of he's, it, but another rolling. member. Yeah. He's rolling. He's back. Uh, do you go to the Derby? Do, do, I mean, because with Lexington, I, I like fell in love with like the horse thing. You know, when we were in Lexington, because it was everywhere. It was awesome. Yeah, definitely so, got no behind it. Yet. I haven't been yet, but that's definitely on the bucket list for sure. Definitely get out there the next couple of years. I, I I would love to check it out. I remember, yeah, Keelan was right there. It was really, really cool. Everybody talked mm-hmm. about it all year. You got to see the horses in the fields when you're driving around, getting to the ballpark. So definitely would be into it. It's you um, and you best. said you said you're not. This is you've been to the Derby now in the in the Brady gang for what twenty years? Oh, not twenty. I mean, I probably oh, no. I've probably been there fifteen years. Fifteen. So Something no like trip. That. Twelve no, to fifteen. No trip this year though. No trip. But I did see. I think this he's, is a big. This is big news. It's like breaking news. No, it was shut down for a couple years, and then he came back out of retirement. Okay. Not his football retirement that lasted about two months. But it was, yeah. we shut it down for a couple years, and then it came back. And, and I think he won the Super Bowl when he came back. So it's like, oh, you can't break the superstition. We have yep. to keep going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's done. I don't know if he's still going, but I did see a post. He's like filming that fucking movie now or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, Man in the Arena. Like Man in the Arena. No, no, no. Like oh, 80 for Brady There's or another. something about an old, um, some oh, group of people that, that like are this. old and travel to watch Tom play or something like that. Yeah, I know. I did see something. Remember about when this. he retired? He's, busy. He's, he's producing this movie. And I think he did a post the other day from like the set that they're actually filming it right now. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot fucking. He's going done. On. He's he's got a different crew. He's bringing. He's bringing a different girl to dance to the derby. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I don't know if he's going or not. Okay, all right. Well, Bud, we. I mean, maybe we start our own group. But I would. I, I do suggest a Bud. That is. That's. That's maybe the top sporting event for me to go to. Mm-hmm. And I've well, been like. Super Bowl, yeah, okay. Um, Daytona 500 was awesome. The Derby's yep. number one. And oh, I don't even care. Of- like, I mean, we had a different experience, but everybody, it's just a yeah, your experience it's an unbelievable is, your experience day. is a decent experience. But it's an unbelievable day, okay. regardless. We had to fly down on a continental uh, jet. I have, flipped, uh, I, I have flown uh, down a commercial. We were in the infield. We got to wait in line to get in. Would you go? <laughs> Yes, I would. Okay, all right. I would. It's just a it's a party. Everybody okay. has a good time. All right. Copy, um, you know who's my uh, my close neighbor and good friend here in Austin? Who's that? Pat's Pat's own Danny Amendola. Oh, really? And I, and I believe it's I don't. Right, I think yeah. Dola's gone with the Brady crew to the Derby once or twice. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. He, he was probably added on like the third Edelman third time. edition. Yeah. Right. Third. I mean, there was like the early guys, and then maybe some middle guys. And then, you know, Edelman and Gronk uh, and Dola yeah. were probably. Yeah, that was like the third Dola's regime. A good, Dola, Dola's a good dude. There's another whole regime now, Great though. Now you, got all the, now you got all the Tampa Bay guys. Yeah, but. The, he didn't bring many. No, he brought he brought um, um, the, the backup quarterback. quarterback. Two backup quarterbacks, and he brought the, the tight end. Oh, fuck. I can't even. You're struggling on names today. Brain, brain yeah, freeze. Brain freeze. It's okay. Um, so with that, right. All this stuff that you did. Now you got all this golf going on. This is where Dan wants to pick your brain. Okay. And I want to pick your brain too. Because you said you've always been a good stick. What are you like? A one? Are you, you scratch right now? Maybe a little better. Uh, right now. Right at, I'm at a one right now. Okay. Okay. All right. So good. Um, we saw him in Club Court. Him on, right? Club Court. Club Court. What? You were on Club Court, right? Yeah. You've done. How many of these things have you done in American terms Century? of. American Century? I have not gotten into that one yet. I hadn't. That's a tough invite, huh? 
Yeah, it's a tough end, but I'm from Northern California, so I hope one day maybe get in there. Like um, I'm like you said, San Francisco, Lake Tahoe, they're all right there. I grew up there as a kid. Um, but yeah, ACC is a good one. But the one I primarily played in that they don't they don't have it changed names. It used to be called the Diamond Resorts Invitational, yes. and it was down yes. in Orlando. A uh, good buddy of mine, Mike Flasky, started the event, and I got to go because he just do a good contingency of baseball players. And it, that got some serious notoriety over the last couple of years. And in the last couple of years, it was an LPGA major. So I got to play with the likes like Danielle Kang, Anna Norquist, meet the Cordes sisters. It was really, really cool. But this Club Corp one is brand new, and they brought Mike Flasky Entertainment into it to get involved, and he killed it. This was a seniors event this year. The seniors loved it. The champions loved it because it was two days of Pro-Am. So the sponsor is going to come out, get to meet some people. We had a lot of fun engaging two days there. But then for the three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to play our ball in a stable first. It was two celebs and two pros. So we had Romo this year. We had likes like Adam Thielen this year. You know, Emmett Smith was out there. You know, Mark Mulder, John Smoltz. You know, we just had a ton of great names, great people, and a great event of golf. And the Champions guys loved it. What was great is that they both events, the celebrities and the Champions, both had playoffs. So we had Marty Fish versus Tony Romo in one playoff. And then we had a three-way tie for the Champions event. Um, so, like I said, I do love competitive golf. It's a different different game for sure. love being in the arena and uh, having fun with it. So, it was a great inaugural for Club Corp. And can't wait to get back there next year. Just, it, it is fun. Just, just having him list all those names. Are you out? I realize this is going to be a lot harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesus. Hey. All pro, oh, yeah. all pro, what? couple Super Bowl rings. Dan can get in. He's what? a good stick. Absolutely. He's yeah, but yeah. we need to talk about this and make it happen. But all right, so Romo's really good, but you don't have to be necessarily like scratch or one or two or three, right? You like you can have, you can have a little bit of a handicap. What what handicap do I have to? Get to. Yeah, where does he have to play to? I would say just because they want the golf to keep pace and these other guys are out there playing for real checks. So it's like you got to be enough to keep the group ahead and golf etiquette. So something like around a 10 or under a 10 would yeah, be perfect. You're in the game. We're yeah, you're in the game. We're in. If you, have you ever played with Hamill? With, with Jason Hamill because he's I a member like, at Dan Club out here, and he's he mentioned he's like, this is why I texted you. He's like, oh yeah, he's a good stick. I know he's a good stick. Maybe he just has seen you on TV or you know just known that that you're a golfer. But he uh, he can move it by the way. Yeah, oh, he's God, a big, he tall, do. lengthy guy. Very good athlete, as yeah. you know. I love. I mean, I think we might have played once when we were in Baltimore for a hot second, but it's you know, been it. yeah, remember. Right. yeah, he can he can sling it. He's a one. He's about around a one. Yeah, right he's now. probably around a one too. Yeah, so we're playing with him Thursday. He. His, you're right. His swing is so goddamn long, and when he gets me yeah. like with the driver, he must have like a thirty nine or forty nine inch driver. By the way, hop on a flight. We need a fourth for Thursday morning at my club. Let's it sounds like you have time. You can make your brain lick calls on the way. <laughs> yeah, we can. And we can line up thirty six too. We don't need to make this a one. We well eight. Well, your club's not even open yet. You can right? walk most of it. You can walk most it's of it. It's not fully open, but one of Moisit is the club. It's where the New England or Northeast Amateur Northeast is. Northeast Am. So the, this club is is a real deal. You would like that, which leads me to my next question. Um, on the road, you bring your clubs a lot. We know that you played a lot of nice courses. What is your? Do you have a bucket list of places you haven't played? And then what are the ones that are on there? Because because of your past, because of playing baseball, you've got to get out on it, right? Right. Um, well, bucket list for sure. Even though I was with the Braves for a hot second, I did not get to play Augusta. So going to play in Augusta is the one that I, I, huh? Did you ever go? Did you ever go on the property oh, and just see it? 
So, no, when I was in the minor leagues, Tip and I went through Lowe. We went through Savannah. Trash. And that's, you drive by it on a bus, but you can't see in. It's all Ivy right. Ben's yeah. club. You can't see nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's in, like, a rough spot, too. Like, you're driving around, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Trying, I think they're trying to help out that area a little bit. Well, now, no, right? there's some area. I mean, we, we do, do a lot of business with Augusta Sports Wear down there. So I'm down there quite a bit, and I played at um, club Champions Champion. Retreat. Champions. Which Retreat. is beautiful. It's, that's right. It's 15 minutes from there, some awesome courses, and it looks a lot like Augusta, right? Because it has all the pines, and it's like got the same kind of vibe. It's obviously not, but it's uh, if I kind of felt like it a little bit. Okay, but let him finish the question. Or no, the uh, no. So there's good course. So what are the courses? Here we go. Uh, so yeah, so the ones that I I'm got to play, played them. Yep. The absolute best walk that I you can't take back or ever, you know, is uh, Oakmont, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Oakmont. Mm-hmm insane such i mean it's like four miles or whatever it is you got to caddy not a card out there you're like five holes in you're like you feel like you just played 18 because it's that far but epic just absolutely mm-hmm. epic um the other one i really really enjoyed was going and playing congressional when i get to up to dc just across the water mm-hmm. there from georgetown special extremely special history all the rest uh on the west coast i'm pretty fortunate i'm a non-resident member at olympic club so when i go in i used to take a couple buddies out there to go play a lake course which is cool um but then the one that I really enjoyed in San Diego, I, I'm glad I made the trip. It's called The Bridges. And it's where Phil Mickelson, I think, used to live out of. And what's the coolest thing about that place is that uh, all the houses around the course have extra little spots of you know landscaping. So the country club will come and uh, basically plant the grapes for you and tend to the grapes for you. And then they'll basically turn the wine into it for you. And all you have to do is pay a fee for it. And then you'll have that Bridges wine in your locker in San Diego, but it's your specific on your grounds, which is like, that's really cool. So, but truly Oakmont is at the top of the list that I've played that I want to play. Uh, Monterey Peninsula, I've played enough as a kid in Pebble Beach, the Monterey area. So, but truly, if there's one that you can get on that I know that's that special for me, it's definitely Oakmont. What is yours, Caves? Uh, yeah, the no, I mean Caves is up there. Caves, caves Valley outside there. of Baltimore. Uh, yeah. I played I it. Yeah, Caves Valley loved it. Great, Great. track. How about we drive up in there and like it's around that little circle and it looks like goddamn Santa's Village and it's just it's beautiful. Dan's uh, all excited. He's going to remember yes there June 1st. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> he's just he's all crazy. Not June 1st, June 23rd. So that's, that's what it was for me. Okay. It was a it was an event. I was with the Orioles. We It was called Battle of the Birds. So it was the Baltimore Ravens versus the Baltimore Orioles. And I beat Flacco like five and four in a little Caves Valley match, which was a lot of fun. You know who was there the last time? It was BJ Surhoff. Yeah, he's up there. He's he a was, good golfer uh, too. He was, yeah. he was uh, playing ahead yep. of us. What about um, Pine so- Valley? Pine Valley. Pine Valley up there. Pine you Valley's played up that, there. Right? I have. You've played Pine Valley? I've played Pine Valley. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Remember, don't you remember the story of me getting the blisters on my fucking heels? <laughs> you didn't tell I, I didn't know that's Pine we Valley. We went down, and the same guy who played <laughs> with uh, Caves um, knew a member. And Pine Valley's like almost impossible. It's harder to get onto than Augusta that yep. they say. I don't really know. But he knew a member. So we flew down there in the morning, played in the afternoon, and then we played the next day. So we played two rounds there. Nice. I had, I have like, I got hit with a bocce ball <laughs> in the back of my heel. So there's like a calcium deposit on one of them. And I have a hard time trying to get through the story quick so it doesn't drag on. <laughs> We're so, in the calcium so deposit of bocce balls. I have a hard time like finding some shoes, especially golf shoes that fit and like don't give me blisters on the back. So that's why I need more of like that sneaker style. Yep. So I bought these like Echoes. Freddie Couples swears by them. Great for the back. So comfortable. 
five holes in my heels and it's like 95 degrees are bleeding <laughs> bleeding i go to the turn like fuck this i'm going to get my my used golf shoes i'm going to get yeah the damage was done the damage was done too late I'm taped up there's Ugh. blood running down my heels for two days by the end of the second round on the back nine i would tee off take my shoes off walk to the walk to the ball and put them back on that's that's a tough. Oh, I day. powered through. That's a tough. Day. It was it was a painful two days. Whew, that's a tough one. So okay, so Augusta's on your list, obviously, uh, but it's on all of ours. None of us we've have not done. I did not remember that was Pine Valley. That was Pine I, Valley. That's a big. That's a big get for you. What about Pebble Beach? You done Pebble you said, Beach? Yeah. That right? I played yeah. it a bunch as a kid. I've probably played it, you know twelve times in my life. I love it. It's great. It's you can't you can't get be even mad out there. You know, you can't even have a bad right. attitude. I don't care how many doubles you make. You're just kind of like new team, it's pebble, you know. Um, what about your club in Texas? Like what like so you're at a place now. What's the name of the place now? Is it a nice track? Yeah, it's called Barton Creek. So it's the Omni Hotel and Resorts here. It's actually the the Golf Channel has a commercial that's been on repeat a whole bunch recently, but they just pumped in like 180 million dollars over to four courses over the last like 2 years. They built a whole new hotel and they're just they're really kicking it off post COVID. A lot of people out there, they just had the qualifying for the PGA championship on our foothills course. So our, our courses are pristine. Uh, they've just really, really taken over. Well manicured. I love it. I got the foothills and the canyons are all you can eat. 7,200, 7,400, all you can eat. We have another one called core Crenshaw, which is a little bit shorter, probably around 68, 69. And then about 45 minutes out, they have another course on the lakeside, which is a whole, another a lake up there, Lake Travis. And that's a fun little short course, but it's obviously backs up to the water, some water holes. So yeah, Barton Creek's doing that's, it right out here. I'm really, really happy. That's, that's, that's kind of cool. They didn't pass that really on to the membership. No, yeah, I mean, so they, they no, exactly. The East Coast, this is the, this is a, I think the, this is a big thing out here. We don't have any space left. So when we have nice clubs, like we can't have four courses. I mean, imagine no, no, that. I'm just saying, saying unbelievable. Even, I'm just saying, even if you put it back into one course, usually it yeah. goes to yeah, the they, membership to like right. figure it out. Yeah. But if it's Omni putting out 180 million dollars, you're not going to pass well, that number. Resort, yeah, resort. It was a yeah. private donor from Omni somehow, somewhere. They said we're going to take that plot of money, put it towards that resort, really clean it up, pick it up, and we we're just getting the aftermath, the positive aftermath from it. Yeah, that's yeah, because we, we don't have the space for this because I would always love because, you know, my club's 18 holes, Dan's 18 holes. You play it all the time, right? 75 rounds a year, you know, and, and you're out there and it's beautiful. Yeah. But you have those days where you're like, geez, I wish we could play this backwards or I wish that this could happen. Right. Or wouldn't it be cool if we had nine more so that we could connect different shit? Right. Yeah. Close, we don't have space. Correct. It's got four courses. Like, how do you decide? You know, like it's also you said once forty five minutes away. If you're in Rhode Island, you drive forty five minutes. You're in. You're two states further. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like in. You're like in New Hampshire already. So we got to find some more space out here. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. What's my last thing? What's in the bag right now? What's in the bag? I'm rocking PXG. Uh, the Gen Three yeah, PXGs. Uh, PXG I was. I, I was lucky enough to have Gen 2s. I, I liked them. Uh, I made the switch from uh, – actually, I had Miras first, which was this Japanese Shogun one. They're pretty sweet. Oh, but, no. uh, I, we, you're not naming any brands. Like, <laughs> you don't play Titleist? Like, you, you don't want to play TaylorMade like the rest of the no. world? Or, no, no, Mizuno. Okay. If you're going to go if you're gonna go Miller Road, I no. love Mizuno. I grew up on the MP32s. Those are sweet irons. But I've been rocking the uh, PXG Gen 3s. I got the, all the way through the wedges. I did go to Cleveland Wedges just because I've had them since I was a kid. 
But the driver, Gen 3, and those irons, bingo. They didn't miss. I love them. Do you, so you were PXG I, for... I, I had Gen 1. You were, okay, you were early PXG. I went Gen though. 1. Had I had them. I mean, I think they had Gen 3 out while I still had the ones. <laughs> yeah. Now, we're, now I'm under Strixon. I went yeah, Strixon. Yeah, Strixon guy now. I heard they're great, too. I heard good things. They are great. I, I've been I so them. my our club is like one of the biggest green grass tailor made clubs on the East Coast. So if I put put anything else in the bag, I get like banned. You're like, you why more, would you ever have that? But aren't you going a little bit Callaway now? Well, the pro, the is, pro right? right? But so yeah, we're not saying that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, not, not him, no, not, not him, me, not me, not him. The no. new pro came in. I think uh, he's more Callaway now. He's moving the needle a little bit. He's opening it up a little bit more, which is different. We had a pro for twenty something years that I think only sold TaylorMade, right? So. Um, I did throw my old irons back in the bag this year because I'm working on a, working on a few kinks right now, bud. But I'm uh, I'm I'm all tailor made bag right now except for I still use that Odyssey putter just because it's like that heavy tank putter. I love that thing. You still what? what and then what what putter are you using right now? What are you using for putter? Betnardi. Have you guys heard of the Betnardi brand out of Chicago? Got a lot of are guys you? are using it. Are you in with the uh, the uh, owners there? Because that's what Hamill. I think Hamill's in with the guys at Bettinardi. Because he played yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just like yeah. a pitcher fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't yeah. play in Chicago, but yeah, I got to know Sam Bettinardi and Ian Haps lives down here. He's the center fielder for the Cubbies. Well, utility guy now. But uh, that being said, I, I got to know Sam uh, months ago last year, and he's like, "Yeah, let me know." So I got a custom putter. And same thing as you guys know, the putter's got to be one that you live with. You can't. You can't be mm-hmm. replacing that every two months. So I have I've had this for I want to say a couple of years now, and I'm finally feeling that positive with it. Like I said, I, I really played pretty good at Club Corp and putted really well the last day. So it's like building that relationship with your putter is always a, a give and take. Uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm, it was a I'm Queen B. You that been, it? One of theirs, the Queen B. Yes, you've been a, you the Queen B one as well. I like the Queen B one. Yeah, the Queen B one's good. What's yours right now? A lab something? Lab? What no. Is it? Even lab? roll. I'm going no, 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 back the, to the other one. The lab oh, they got lab got. golf too. Yeah, that, that's an interesting putter. That's a, that's a center cool, shaft. The center shaft. I'm trying one. to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, like you hold it. it like, there's no way where it's off center or whatever. Correct. It's, little... yeah. it's cool. I want that one that stands up by itself. But I, I, you're right though. Intimate relationship with your putter. My, so my putter, it's been in the bag for six years now, and all I do once in a while, but is I put it in timeout. I put it in timeout if I'm rolling it great for a couple rounds in a row. I might put it in timeout for a round and pull something else out. You look at something different, and then you go back to it, and it feels like, oh, I love the feel of this again. Sometimes you got to put it in timeout. That's what I do. Obviously, he doesn't agree with you. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't disagree with it. Maybe I should try it when it when it goes bad. When I need to put it on timeout, give it a little timeout. Put it in timeout. No, <laughs> Take it out of the bag, put it in the garage, and put the other putter in the bag. Go play, and then come back and be like, "I'm sorry, you're not putting anything. You're not putting anything or anybody in timeout yet, anyway. So you might as well figure out how to do it. That's right. Yeah, you got to figure out how to practice now. Practice now. Get used to it. Okay, so we covered it all. I think. Did we cover it all with him? So we learned that you probably can't get in any pro ams. Names, names are gonna no, be copy. We can work on it. We can work on it. I got some connections. Okay, right. See, you're we'll work on it. Open. Yeah, yeah. Copy. yeah. <laughs> that's true. See, names are gonna yeah, be the problem. Screwed. You're screwed. Um, so yeah, you need to have three Super Bowl rings to be able to get in. That's 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 what we it's probably bullshit. have learned, right? I should have had that too. We should have had nine. <laughs> okay. God. All right, bud. Hey, that was good. Do, what are we? What are we propping again? Again? What about the lights? Bright Tell me light. about the lights. Bright lit. Brainlit.com. Greenlit. You almost had it. <laughs> L-I-T. And then there's another one I'd like you guys to put up. It's Beamer, B-E-M-E-R.com. 
really great. It's like health mat. You lay on this thing twice a day for eight minutes and it's all about blood flow recovery and um, your white blood cell count, your red blood cell count, just positive ions. This thing's helping a lot of people. My dad had chronic low back pains. He's been using it now too. Really, really cool what is thing. That? Beamer. What? Did you, you see lay it? on it? No, but did you yeah, see it? You can put it in like your work chair. You can go put it on the couch. You could, you could put does it, it have spikes on it? No, not different. No, which no. one is that? I don't know. That Do you know which one I'm talking about? My, my, uh, somebody had, uh, someone I knew had it. My, my, my daughter's obsessed with it now that we go to CVS and they have it. There's a mat and it's got like spikes coming out of out of it and you're supposed to it's lay like on it. Acupuncture? Is it like almost an like that? that. Almost like that. Oof, but it doesn't go like in. It it's just it's sort of I don't know, supposed to relax you or ease pain. I just like to sit in a nice chair. Oh no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. <laughs> do you have anything that you can strap on like your midsection, gets rid of fat? You have, <laughs> do, no. do you have a pill? Do you have a pill? Do you have a pill yet? Or a pill that we can take? I'm sure or? they're out there. I'm no. sure there's a pill out there. We just we don't know about it yet. We're searching. We're searching. He goes for to the gym every day. I, mean, I know he's, he's got he's, time, and then he, he, we're, then he takes actually we're, we're hurting his uh, his range game right now. He's then, probably yeah. he's got a work call that then is he wrapping takes some up calls, on. and then he goes to the golf course. I mean, it's tough. Life. What are we working on today? Chipping? What are we? What are you working on? Oh, out short there? game, it, always. Yeah, short okay. game. Okay. All right, bud. Well, I, we'll I get the big steak plenty good. Don't worry about that. I know we've seen the videos. Yeah, I'll show Dan. It's an electric fastball. You could still hop a plane. I'm telling you, you could. Thursday morning, it's going to be 71 out here. Yeah, my Club's going to be buzzing. Never know. Like, he could send me a text, and we'll, we'll pop you out there. 908. Send me the dates. All right. Well, yeah. it's I'm taking a red eye. I'm taking a red eye Wednesday night to get there by 908. All right. Perfect. That's an easy flight. Easy flight. We'll do this. And then when we come down your area, we want to come out. You have four courses, and we're going to be down well, there. Put you up at the Omni. We'll, we said four of them. It'll be a long, well, long four days. Don't screw us like in July and August when it's 115 <laughs> degrees out there. We need a when nobody wants to come and no. visit us. It's like, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, come on down, guys. Come on down here and die out here on the on the plains of the of the uh, Austin area. It's very hot. Hey, I'll play whenever. Okay, you, you battle through. Six a.m. Right, it's a six thirty a.m. tea time back then. Yeah, nobody is out there during the day <laughs> on those courses down that in Texas. Is, that interferes with the eight thirty wake up call. I know he's got it made now. Look at him. Schedule. We'll flop the schedules. Oh, yeah. There you go. Perfect. All right, bud. Good talking to you, buddy. All right, Thank guys. You. It was fun. Buddy. See, that's nice. Thanks, bud. Thanks. See you later. Later, guys. Fastar Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.